The news in 20 minutes. Every 20 minutes. This is LBC News. Now let's get a flavour of what's happening in the United States of America. As they wake up, Monday morning breakfast shows are underway. Simon Marks is our guide to things in Washington, D.C. And the words Bob Dole will be fondly remembered on many lips this morning, Simon. Yeah, very much so. And I think for many days to come, Martin, uh, Bob Dole, of course, uh, the senator from Kansas, the former Republican presidential candidate who went down to defeat in 1996 against uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, He died yesterday after a battle with lung cancer. He was 98. Um, uh, But Bob Dole, uh, to many, uh, to to a considerable extent, uh, had uh, found that most of his life was a bit of a bonus because as a 20-something-year-old, he was left for dead on the battlefields of Italy during the Second World War. I mean, quite literally, uh, after coming under fire, uh, army medics gave him a huge dose of morphine, which they believed was going to ease his passage out of this world. And to their astonishment and everyone else's, Bob Dole survived and came back to the United States, a war hero who then built a political career that, of course, otherwise simply would not have happened. And he's being remembered here uh, as a real figure, in a way, from uh, America's uh, recent political past. I mean, a figure uh, absolutely steeped in a far more mature political era. All sorts of remembrances making the point that, you know, Bob Dole was an uncompromising uh, Republican on many issues, but on many issues he also agreed to engage in compromise. So he was the Republican driver behind the passage of the American with Disabilities Act uh, on Capitol Hill, something that he himself felt deeply uh, personal about because uh, he had returned from uh, the fields of battle with war injuries. Uh, He was the prime mover on the Republican side of the aisle uh, to make sure that Martin Luther King Day would go on the statute books as a public holiday uh, here, honouring the memory of the slain civil rights leader. He was very unpopular with many Republicans for doing that, but he believed, and uh, his interlocutors at the time, including then-Senator Joe Biden, believed that what you were supposed to do if you were elected to office was actually come to Washington to get stuff done and to engage in the art of the political deal. So he's being remembered here by President Biden and others as a consummate deal-maker and someone who... uh, regularly disappointed the more conservative fringes uh, of the Republican Party. His former press aide has written a remembrance today uh, for the New York Times in which he reminds people that in 1996 Bob Dole was widely blamed by the Republican Party uh, for going down to defeat uh, against Bill Clinton and blamed in the sense that he refused to be packaged by Republican Party strategists. He didn't want to be turned into something that he wanted wasn't. Uh, And uh, at the time, that seemed to Republicans as though he was simply throwing the election away and uh, denying them uh, a period in the Oval Office. But with hindsight, uh, this former uh, press aide is arguing that in fact Bob Dole was sowing the seeds for making sure that the excesses of the Republican Party did not take over the mainstream of the party until along came Donald Trump. I was going to say, wow, Simon, just wow, to think that that was... Yeah.
Yeah, that was his aim, uh, and perhaps a frustration to him that he didn't succeed in that. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, and he backed Donald Trump through both the 2016 and 2020 elections. He only broke with Donald Trump after the 2020 election and said, "Look, uh, Donald Trump's got to accept he lost the election, and the party's got to move past Donald Trump." Donald Trump yesterday was was among many to offer a ge- an uncharacteristically uh, generous statement when it comes to Donald Trump in memory uh, of Senator uh, Bob Dole. But certainly, I think we're going to see extensive uh, remembrances and funeral services here over the next few days. Just love to know what he really thought, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, he backed <laughs> him, but I wonder if he really did it with his fingers crossed behind his back or something. Um, the other thing I think I get that everybody who's got a view on anything will be advising Joe Biden what to say to President Putin. It's what, tomorrow night your time, isn't it? That, that happens? Virtual, another one of these virtual summit meetings like the one that happened a few days ago with President Xi Jinping. They've been uh, struggling to get this uh, agreed over the last several days because uh, um, they wanted to get this meeting done b- between now and the end of the year, but, you know, the days were, were running out between now and the end of the year, so they finally agreed to do it, and it comes, of course, amid overwhelming tension over Ukraine, with the United States continuing to warn America's allies in Europe and uh, partners in other parts of the world that they are very fearful that Vladimir Putin is planning to test Joe Biden's mettle by invading eastern Ukraine with that mass of Russian forces gathered along the border. The Russians say that's not their intent. They say that the West needs to stand down and stop supplying and arming Ukrainian armed forces. They say that is causing destabilization uh, along uh, the, uh, the the border region between Russia uh, and Ukraine. And so that's going to top the agenda. I think President Biden's going to want to try and get a sense of whether he can believe Vladimir Putin if Vladimir Putin says his intent is not to invade Ukraine, because while there are other issues in the relationship, including obviously human rights, democracy, open government reforms, uh, that are uh, important to be addressed by the American president, Ukraine, were there to be a Russian invasion, would be an astonishing foreign policy test of a president who, you know, let's be honest, in Afghanistan earlier this year, failed the last big foreign policy test that he faced. And so there's deep anxiety here that the uh, the end of this year could see dramatic political instability for Joe Biden if Vladimir Putin decides he's going to send those Russian troops in. High stakes indeed. I'm sure we'll talk tomorrow. Simon, thank you very much indeed. Simon Marks, live from Washington, D.C. This is LBC News.